Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week, a listener posted in our Facebook group, My just-turned-four-year-old has started experiencing separation anxiety, both when going to preschool and when staying home with our regular babysitter. My husband and I both work from home, and so I don't know if it's worse for my kid to know we are there. On school days, she says like she feels she's going to throw up, then they call us to come get her. On days we are working from home, we end up having the sitter leave because our daughter is sobbing uncontrollably. Another factor, my daughter has two older siblings. When they are also home, she is not anxious about their all being left with the sitter at all. I didn't experience separation anxiety with my two older kids at this age, and so we are trying to be compassionate and reassuring, but we also need to work during the time she is in care, so we need to fix this soon. I need your ideas and strategies. Let me say that I am coming at this as someone who did also have a child with extreme separation anxiety around this age, cried every day at nursery school drop-off until almost Thanksgiving. And that kid is now fine. So I think the first thing I always want to say is that there's a panic around this, like, I need to fix this. You do need to fix this, um, but you will. And it's something that will change anyway without your intervention. You just want to bring this closer sooner. Your kid is not always going to be as distressed as she is now. The sudden onset of it is, is interesting. It's not something that I would necessarily be alarmed by. I just went to visit my niece uh, who was very happy to sit on my lap the last time I saw her. And this time she's about mm, 19 months old. And this time it was almost like during the visit, she got very worried about me. Somebody who she knows, she can name me. She knows me from pictures. She knows me from real life and was all of a sudden terrified and needed to cling to my mother and have my mother hold her the whole time I was in the room. And my mother was saying, I've never seen her do this before. So it can just start. So Your daughter's comfort and distress is clearly very hard for you to hear, for the babysitter to hear, for the teachers. But I want you all to remember that you as adults know that she's safe. In school, this is also hard because the teacher is trying to deal with her. She's clearly very upset. And there are other kids the teacher has to deal with. On the other hand, at school, there are more opportunities for distraction, which is helpful. At home with the sitter, It's something that the sitter needs to be okay with hearing, first of all, but there are also fewer opportunities to distract her, which makes it a little harder. So here's where I think you should start. The first best suggestion is to give your daughter a heavy dose of reassurance through stories and songs. There are two I would suggest. One was suggested by Kathleen in the Facebook group, 
was the book The Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn. It's a fantastic book. Buy it. Read it to your daughter. Read it to her a lot. I used to put kisses on my daughter's blanket when I had to be away from her when she was feeling separation anxiety. One kiss for each morning and night that I would be away so she could sleep with it. There's also an amazing Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood song called Grown Ups Come Back. I'm going to put the link to this and to The Kissing Hand, both in the show notes for this episode. That's a 90-second video that your daughter can watch. You can sing her that song. Extremely effective. Just makes the point over and over again that even if you're worried, your grown-up will come back. That's where to start. A little bit harder is that a reset is kind of required for the adults in this situation. Your kid knows that if she cries long enough, that you'll come. And she also may have gotten the misunderstanding that her crying is what makes you come, that you won't come unless she cries, that you won't come unless she loses it. And then as long as she loses it for long enough and for loud enough, then you'll come. So what has been set up is this situation that inadvertently rewards the behavior and ups her anxiety. Now I really have to do this so they'll come because they won't otherwise. Is it worse for your daughter to know that you're there when you're working from home? Yes, I would say that it is. It's harder for her. She shouldn't know. It shouldn't seem like an option for her to think that you can hear her because then she will just turning it up and up and up until the sitter says, I I can't take this anymore. So this is going to require a reset for all the adults involved in this. With the school, I think you talk to the teacher. I think you say, hey, um, I I know this is difficult and this is something, believe me, we want to address as quickly as possible. We have seen that she doesn't actually throw up, even though she's saying she feels sick, even though she's very upset. It's not necessarily something that we want to rescue her from because we're sort of reinforcing the behavior. And with your sitter, you can be a little more honest and just say, hey, I think we've created something here that we need to unwind. So the next time that we're working, we're going to tell her that we're leaving and then we're going to leave, or at least we're going to let her think that you left. And kind of, no matter how much she cries, we're not going to rescue her and we won't be mad at you. And you're just going to keep her safe and you're going to let her cry. Before this happens, however, you are going to give your child a little bit of magical thinking. You're going to give her a talisman. You're going to give her a special loving rock from mommy she can keep in her pocket. You're going to let her have her blankie at school. You're going to let her have this thing that she can go to, that she can rub, that she can look at, that she can hold in her hand that tells her that you're going to come back because you always come back. Put that thing in her path. Talk about how it's really going to help her. This is going to make it so you won't feel sad because every time you hold this pebble, you'll know that it means mommy's coming back. Then you might even do a little bit of Dr. Harvey Karp talks about gossiping with toddlers. She's not a toddler. She's a four-year-old, but she's still at an age where you can sort of muse aloud with your spouse in front of her about how it has been hard for her at school, but it's not going to be hard now because she has this magic blanket that she's going to keep in her cubby and she can go and, and put it next to her face whenever she misses mommy. And that's how she'll know that we'll be back at the end of the day. You put that thing in place, you have a plan in place with the grown-ups that she does not hear about, and then if she starts to cry, the teacher can try to remind her that you always come back and can talk about, do you remember what happened yesterday? Your mommy came back. Do you remember the day before that? Your daddy came. The sitter also has to be armed with the fortitude to let her cry. And I don't mean be callous about it. I mean, it's more be callous for yourself. You can reassure her it's going to be okay. You can keep repeating the mantra, mommy and daddy always come back. But you're not letting your daughter's anxiety 
declare what happens next because you know that it's an outsized reaction to what she actually needs to worry about. The last thing I would suggest is that when you do come get her at the end of the day or at the end of your work session at home, if at all possible, that you enter the room when she's not crying, when she's playing happily, when she's distracted, so that you further uncouple your arriving with her crying. So she doesn't think her crying makes you appear. Her playing happily is what makes you appear. These tend to be really intense but brief times in your children's lives. And I hope that some of these tactics will make her feel a little more safe, will arm the adults in her life with a little more fortitude, and get you all through this period a little more easily. Send us your questions and we might answer yours next. Email us, questions at whatfreshoutpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.